right. And that's why I said cool. Good. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. Brought to you by by the Dynasty Football Factory. I'm your host. Brought to you by Shane (laughs) Manila. That's my partner in life. (laughs) Oh my God. Jeremy Brown. And that's my (laughs) Dude, we'd make great life. Oh my God. We'd kill each other and be divorced. Holy crap. This whole thing, you know, this is what it's going to sound like when we have our house party in Canton, right? The riot. Actually, that's going to be actually really cool because we won't have cameras and and scripts and stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna stream. We'll have cameras. I I was gonna say, yeah, I'm gonna actually are gonna have cameras. I'm gonna (laughs) I'm gonna bring some GoPro cameras and everything. Yeah, Yeah. no. Yeah, I promised. I promised our patrons. um, We were talking about this last night. They're gonna get a little of me um, singing some Justin Bieber. Um, Yeah, because my mama don't like you and she likes everyone. Well, I don't like you. <laughs> well, she my name everyone. <laughs> oh my god. Well, my uh, name, my name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FF Blitz, and I'm here with my partners Jeremy Broen. I'm his. See, he says my name first because I'm his favorite partner. Shane. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at DFF underscore Madman and Shane Manila. I am the sister wife, <laughs> and you can well, find me yeah at DFF underscore Shane, or just look up Data Don't Score Points. Yeah. Um, we I were just want to get to the news. Might as well get to the news brought to you by Rotoshorance. Um, if you think you have a good roster after you draft it and you don't want to lose the league and lose money just because someone got injured, go to Rotoshorance. You can insure those players and get paid back if they miss a certain amount of games. Rotoshorance.com. Use our code <laughs> Dynasty Trades HQ. All in caps. <laughs> yep. So uh, apparently today, Kareem Hunt was uh the subject of a manhunt at one point it sure seemed that way um, according to twitter yeah so fake news site apparently cream hunt got into it with one of his friends at a bar and no charges were filed and according to espn i read that report no police report was even taken um so this is uh, a literally nothing burger nothing's going to happen in it I've dealt with police reports and things like that in my life a lot. Um, so if there's not even a police report, this is basically nothing happened. He talked to a couple cops. I mean, I the other him. individual, his friend, friend um, yeah. also known as Duke Johnson, running back for the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> now, if it was Duke, he would have fell down immediately. Like, oh, <laughs> oh my god! But you know what? So, yeah. You know, even though there wasn't any police report or nothing officially is happening, it is still another little notch on the different things that this guy does wrong that gets him in trouble all the time. I mean, time. he argued with his friends. I mean, I argue yeah. all the time with you guys. A verbal fight. Like, a yeah. Another chink in his armor, though. I mean, why is he going... <laughs> Stay away from bars and other people <laughs> drinking, dude. And Yeah, that's probably the bigger thing is just, just the, 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 the... He doesn't have the, the common sense to go, you know what? Like, I... Let me at least get back on the field and get a payday before I start hitting the bar scene again. Like, did you? Yeah. Know, and that's what I was trying hey, to say. Just, just stay in your house. You know, stay stay out of doing? that stuff. If you want to play football, you know, there's got to be other outlets. Go do them. You have you make millions of dollars. You're a pro football player. You, you're going to do that for a few years. Just just wait till you're old like us, and then you can do whatever the hell you want. No one will even care if you get in trouble. And he's, he's on a new really, team, yeah. too, and a new he's team. He's only a third-round pick. So, Oh, well, well, I don't know what his contract with the Browns looks like, come to think of it, because it's already was cut. Um, so One at the end year, of the day, right? yeah, a year with uh, an option. Yeah. So at the end of the day, Kareem Hunt was fun on Twitter for a little bit, and I actually didn't panic sell. No. Um, I was going to ask you, that was my next question. Did you sell him because you were so worried about it? 
No, our buddy Russ Outhouse, Dynasty uh, Outhouse, he tweeted at me that he was going to do a Shane and just panic sell his Kareem Hunt shares. And <laughs> I that, yeah, yeah. all I thought about was like, dude, I've collected so much Kareem Hunt this this offseason. No, <laughs> I'm not doing it. Like, I don't even care. Like, nope. Did you really? You got off. a whole bunch of them? A whole bunch of shares? Yeah, because every time I got to like the ninth or the 10th round of a startup draft and he's sitting there, how do you pass that, you know? Um, I'd take Tyreek Hill if he was sitting there, and he's, you know, got more of a chance of going to prison. Um, right. And Hunt does have to prove himself. You're right. With that deal, one-year, $11 million contract, an average annual salary of, you know, $11.1 million. But he, his base salary, this is what I'm trying to get at uh, really badly, is only 645000 <laughs> Uh, roster bonus of 275k and a workout bonus of 55k the browns are like yeah we don't care what you do because like you know the cap hits 975,000. you know please don't mess up but if you do uh no worries yeah <laughs> and he will um, mess up again i'm sure um so i thought that one other thing i saw something on roto world that i thought was funny because mm -hmm. uh, for the last two to three weeks everyone's been um got their th thongs all tied up in bunches over the fact that James Conner is apparently going to be sharing the backfield with uh, Jalen Samuels and Benny Snell. Um, and at one point, James Conner um, said something to the effect of like, yeah, you know, that, that I'm sure I'm going to share the ball with other people. Um, so everybody took that as further, further confirmation that the Pittsburgh was going to spread out the carries like James Conner's calling the plays regardless of what he says. Like, so he says, yeah, I'm fine with sharing the ball. All of a sudden they're going to do it. But anyway, there's no fucking logic in that people why are you taking what players say about play calling like it's going to matter at all unless it's quarterback but anyway today he came out and he said he expects his role to be similar to last season which i do yeah. as well um, expect it because i mean he actually only touched the ball i think right around 80 percent of the, or only had an 80 percent snap share last year which is low for the steelers because when bell was there he was 100 percent uh, one year and I think 95 another I didn't feel like going back any further but it's roughly something like that I fully expect it to be the same this year why not he did really well I think he tired out toward the end of the season but if they keep him on that 80% yeah. or whatever and why not he did well they, of course they're going to use other backs I mean they have a, a coach in there now that is going to work with Jalen Samuels and try Samuels and try to get him involved of course I mean it makes sense to have um, other backs and Snell probably as a backup but Connor's going to be awesome, dude. Yeah, and Sam, Jalen Samuels played well, but he played well because he was playing an H-back role. He wasn't playing a running back role. He was catching a lot of passes. Yeah, and I think so, that'll continue. Whatever. He did well in that role. Um, but, yeah, they, you can't have Connor on the field like Christian McCaffrey 92% of the time or whatever, at 1.95. I just I find that crazy that to think of a running back on the field that much. It's yeah. great for fantasy, but re unrealistic. I mean, that's so close to, like, all every snap. That's insane. And he's a good receiver, but he's not, obviously, Le'Veon Bell or Christian McCaffrey. So no way he's going to be out right. there on 98% of the, uh, you know, the snaps. But if he gets 80%, I'm not concerned. He looked like a running back one to me last year. He's a value, too. In a lot of the drafts, he slipped a little bit because, you know, the, if you're getting into drafts now, you can get him at a nice startup price and in best ball, too, because people react to every single little thing that they hear. <laughs> well, it's like the gossip, the, we call it the grapevine, the gossip mill gets churning. It is fun. funny. It is, I mean, because there's nothing else really going on right now. So anytime a story comes out, it, everybody reacts to it right away. And everybody's got their startups going on and all their auctions and all that stuff. You know, speaking of rookies, we have a lot of guests tonight, too. You you mentioned Benny Snell with them, too. Benny Snell's you know, on? 
No, not Benny uh, Snell, but we have a lot of we have a lot of guests tonight. But the first guest we were going to have though is uh, Tony G from DFF, right, to talk to us about the the 2019 Factory Rookie Guide, correct? I believe so. Awesome. Yes, that is correct. So we're going to talk some rookies. Yeah, we're going to talk some rookies. So we're going to get him on the on the phone, and we'll get him in here, and let's hear from the Scouting Academy first. Scout NFL football like a pro. Invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment from the Scouting Academy. They've educated NFL GMs, personnel directors, and dozens of NFL scouts. Enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape NFL coaches watch. You'll learn to look past the metrics with position-by-position analysis. This is a time-tested curriculum, a chance to learn from the NFL execs and coaches. Sign up today and get a Dynasty Football Factory exclusive discount for limited time only. Save $50 when you sign up at DynastyFootballFactory.com. The uh, Scouting Academy is awesome. Um, And another little awesome tool we have, um, besides the Scouting Academy, if you go on the site and hit the link, again, and save yourself $50 on the next uh class sessions as they call them or something um we also have tony godinez godinez um on today um he is i don't want to say the author so i'll say the the boss man (laughs) the director yeah you can say that director of the 2019 dmf rookie guide there you go 2019 factory rookie guide um on sale now um on the dff website uh you just go to the shop and you look up guides and there it is it's pretty it's got kyler Murray rearing back to uh let the ball go um Nikhil harry making a nice catch and <laughs> tj hawkinson kind of looks like he's going to eat the football out of kyler Murray's hand oh my god <laughs> why don't we why don't, why don't we let tony tell us about the guy instead of describing the cover <laughs> Well, uh, the guy that was uh, a great project to be part of and, and lead my guys doing this, uh, they all worked their, their butts off to get this done. And uh, I mean, I feel it, it, it's a great blend of all, all the things that we do in football. Uh, the draft guys got their, you know, evaluations of, of the prospects in there. Um, our fantasy guys, definitely we got to put that in there. So they have their projections of what we expect these guys to come out with. And then, uh, you know, the smart people, there's uh, numbers in there. There's the analytics that uh, my guy DFF Lucas worked hard on to get. And I think it really kind of sets off all the evaluation and, and the, everything we saw on tape. You just, to see it in, in contextualized in, in numbers, it, it really sets it off with dominator rating, market shares, uh, breakout age, uh, that, that's in there. So it, it really, really kind of well-rounded guide for everyone out there. Were there any players that you came across while doing this work that you decided you liked better than when you started out? Uh, well, Keyshawn Johnson uh, is a late-round guy. I mean, I think with having him going so late in drafts, I think it's a really good value. Uh, he was a huge producer, and you look at it and you say, oh, well, you know, Fresno State, of course. But uh, when you look at his tape, uh, he is he plays way faster than what he was timed. Uh, there's defenses were way off him when, when he was at the line of scrimmage and he would always get behind them. 
So he's he's just one of those guys that he just finds his way to get open. Uh, he was, you know, hampered by quarterback play. I, I think a lot out there in Fresno, where which is crazy because his numbers were were great. I could just imagine what he would have been if he would have, you know, had a little better quarterback play there. So uh, I think he's going to set himself apart with with you know the route running. His hands are great. Uh, I, I love his hands. So that's somebody I think that coming in to Cardinals camp right there is going to be going to be somebody to watch a very good value trying to get him there late in drafts so what's is he going to be battling Hakeem Butler for the X receiver that's what I was wondering uh yeah I mean he he definitely could I think Hakeem got you know they they love his size I mean that's definitely going to be a guy they're going to get there first uh he's going to get first crack at that but if Hakeem struggles uh, I can definitely see Keyshawn doing that, definitely stepping in and and being a you know good enough receiver to to step in there. Yeah, and that's an interesting battle because it's not as crowded as the I want to say slot undersized receiver battle between Christian Clark and Andy Isabella. Right. Um, so yeah, that that'll be an interesting one to watch. So Keyshawn Johnson, is there anyone at, you know conversely that you, you thought you liked better than you did before you started digging into the guide or preparing the guide? I should say. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> like the less after all your research. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely, you, you look at it, and uh, I mean, I I I, I liked Izzy Andy Isabella a lot. And then watching his tape, I'm kind. I kind of, you know, cooled on him. Uh, I think he's going to be solid. He's going to be a solid wide receiver, just not as uh, somebody that you're going to like depend on to to really run your team. I think he, he's definitely going to give production, but uh, I was expecting him to just you know blow me out the water. And it, he was good, but just not that great level player. Uh, I feel you on that guy. I like him yeah. a lot. Uh, even going back to his track days, but, uh, and, and the speed and he can, you know, get off the line and that shouldn't be an issue for him as a slot receiver. But yeah, I have, I don't have him as high on, on my list as I've seen in some rankings. Now I have other players ahead of him. Cause I just think they're going to have a better shot at it in the pros. Um, I mean, I wish him all the best, but I definitely am not as high on him as I was early on too. It's interesting. Definitely. Definitely. What's your favorite team, Tony? Is it the Cardinals? A Bears, a Chicago guy. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> totally whiffed on that. <laughs> what are your thoughts on uh, Montgomery? And did the guide love, like Montgomery? Oh, gosh. You're gonna, <laughs> did the guide like him? <laughs> you're going to get me killed by Bears fans. But, uh, I mean, personally, uh, I'm not I, – I wouldn't say huge on Montgomery. I, I like him. I think he's, he's, a, he's a good player. I think he's a solid player. Is he – the answer, I, I wouldn't say he's an answer to anything. I think he's he's a piece. He's definitely a piece, and he's going to be a solid contributor, solid player. But he's not going to be, you know, that you know back that you're going to depend on 100. Uh, percent I just I just don't. I have a lot of concerns about him. Everybody talks about his breaking tackle as a, you know, as a positive. Uh, I see it a little little different kind of light there. Uh, can he do that same thing? In the right. pros, take all those hits, break all those tackles. It's not, it's not a you know one to one translation yeah. there. It's he's gonna ha- he's gonna get hit, and these guys are bigger, stronger, tackle way better. I mean, if tackling in the NFL is poor, what do we think college is? Mm. These guys yeah. are just throwing themselves at him without wrapping up, without doing anything you know technical. So 
that's my biggest concerns. Uh, he's, you know, he's, he's, he, I think he's just a slight, slightly better at, you know, his agility than people are thinking, but I, I don't think it's going to be something that's going to, uh, set him apart where he's going to be your, your depend on as RB one. Uh, now, uh, that, you know, differs from my guy dynasty of Kyle. He, he did the report on him and he, he loves him. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, I think I'm okay with him. Not love him. Don't yeah. hate him. I, I think he's, he's okay. He's, he's, I like him too, but it's easier to call someone a three down back and, and then, you know, hope that they get there, but it's not easy for a running back to become a three down back in the NFL. I, everybody's already writing off Tariq Cohen his season last year saying that, Oh, we can't expect that this year. I, I just like with, uh, we were talking about James Conner earlier. I don't think Cohen's role is going to change much. I think I, you can still rely on him in fantasy. They're just, um, you know, those guys aren't just going to go away because there are new players on the team. I mean, they have a role, um, and yeah, we don't know what David Montgomery is yet to get excited and just write off Tariq Cohen's season. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna write it off. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> you need to, man. So I know look, I don't. Like, is after I you. don't. Yeah, I don't want running backs that can only do one thing. That, that's just I need a player for me. I, I want a player that that can do more than one thing well. Which one Tariq are you talking Cohen, about? Tariq Cohen. Oh, all he is is a receiver. Just think of him oh, as yeah. a slot receiver and then draft him where he's going. It's valuable. Uh, if he was good enough to be a receiver, he would have been a receiver. <laughs> but you drafted him at the running back slot. I don't have I don't have all night to explain this to you. Oh my god! So Tony, for for our listeners out there that that haven't bought the guide, how many rookies do you have on the guide? How big is the guide? Like how how much information are they going to get if they come over to the site Dynasty Football Factory and buy the 2019 rookie guide? In total, I want to say there was 102 total prospects covered. Uh, of that, I think there was 33 undrafted free agents. Oh wow! So you're not going to get just the uh, you know the, the cool sexy guys that everybody's talking about. Uh, no, we 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 went deep. I mean, 30, 33, 32 or 33 undrafted free agents that um, from all from the offensive skill positions that you're going to get in there. So uh, nice. we're digging deep. We're we're digging deep trying to get guys those diamonds in the rough that oh, definitely are. We know that help you win dynasty. I mean, everybody you know, hits home runs on their, their big picks, but it's those little guys that nobody knows about that'll definitely give you that extra edge. That's awesome. How how many people you mentioned Kyle, how many people worked on this guide from DFF? I believe there's a total of seven off the top of my head I'm thinking right now. So we had uh DF Kyle, we had Kane, DFF Kane it was on there. We had AJ Draft Scout, DFF Blizzard was on there. Um of course um, our great analytics guy, Lucas McLean, DF, DFF Lucas was on there. Uh, we also had uh, Caddy Salama, Matt Williams. He helped us out on this guide as well. So uh, Nick Farball was was a, a big addition from last year because we did uh, the small school rookie guide last year, and a lot of the teams stayed together. But uh, we added Nick Farball at Farball Football, uh, Farball FB, I should say, on Twitter. Uh, he definitely was a big contributor here today, this year too. So. Um, yeah, total total of eight guys was we're, we're we're working on this. Good stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, Shane's promoted. You know, we talked about the website now going uh, behind the paywall, being a membership site, and uh, you get the guide when you do the membership. If there's a certain price, or you can buy it separately. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you definitely. What? You could go ahead and buy the guide itself for ten dollars, or. Yep. Spend twenty nine ninety nine, and you get the that rookie guide as well as the IDP rookie guide. 
yes, and the year membership to Dynasty Football Factor. You become a member. So that, that's definitely something. If you're going to spend the $10 on the guide, which you should do, just shout out the other extra 19 bucks, get a full year of uh, Dynasty Football Factory, and get an IDP guide. Um, I don't like IDP, but, you know. <laughs> but whether you like it or not, there are listeners out there that do like it. So Big value. Nice, Big work value. On that. Yeah. <laughs> nice work on that guide, Tony G. Yeah, uh, great. I know that's a ton of work, man. Great work. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. And thanks for coming on and telling everybody about it. And uh, before we get to our next guest, we are going to talk about the website. So thanks for coming on and good luck with your guide. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. I appreciate it. Talk right. soon, buddy. Yeah. So, Shane, you want to elaborate a little bit more about the site? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we're behind a paywall. Um, that's a, a the bad word in, um, to a lot of folks because everybody wants everything for free. But, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, it's, uh, you know, we want to pay our writers and things like that and put back into the site. And uh, so that's what we did. Went behind a paywall. Um, it's going well so far. We actually just launched our factory sports uh conveyor belt our slack community awesome um got that jumping this week or last week actually because it's only monday um <laughs> and even i'm learning you know i'm used to twitter and facebook and group me you know the old men stuff but i'm getting used to the slack um i like it we got different channels in there obviously for dynasty redraft idp dfs basically everything that we cover on the site um like i said you can get the subscription for a year for $29.99. Um, that's actually less than $30. You see that $29.99 and you get both guides. Um, if you don't want the guides, eh, that's fine. Getting spend $19.99. You get a year. Like I said, you get our dynasty redraft, our IDP, heavy yeah, college football <laughs> and DFS coverage. Or if you just want to give us a taste, you just want to try us out a little, 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 little nibble, get and do $4.99 a month. Um, and then, uh, you know, you can taste this for a month. And oh. then you'll want to become a full member for a year. And then you'll be like, oh, why didn't I just do that first? So go go sign up today and become a member. Because <laughs> they spent an extra five bucks. Yeah, and that, that person that said, gosh, that's really loud. It looks like one of our guests just popped in, Bob. <laughs> Bob, uh, Bob. Yeah. Sorry, Bob. I didn't know you're on your live. I got a message. Uh, like, um, what do you tell from all that energy that Shane brings that makes you want to run out there and buy a <laughs> guy that is live. I, I don't even know what you're selling for $4.99 and I was buying it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was pretty funny. But yeah, we were going to lead into our, our guests. We have Bob and we also have Tom Burroughs, but is Tom there yet? Oh, wait, and Tom just popped in too. <laughs> there it is. All right. Hey, guys. Bob, Bob, Tom. Oh, they don't know each Hi, other? Yeah. Um, everybody else wore glasses. What happened? Oh, yeah. Jeremy, what? come on. Man. Yeah, Jeremy, come on. Put some glasses on. Jeremy. Get some glasses on. There you go. All right. Now I feel better. Now we're all okay. Now we're all. I normally I wear them, man. Oh Six my gosh. People in eighty-seven pairs of eyes. All right, Blitz, do your thing. Yeah. Well, now both of our guests are here. <laughs> so we have Bob Lung, Tom Burrows. And... Yeah, Bob Lung. Meet Tom Burrows. Tom Burrows. <laughs> Bob Lung. Tom works at DFF, working on a rookie guy. I'm sorry, not a rookie guy. Go ahead, Jeremy. Redraft fantasy guide, factory guide. I'm just introducing these two guys. So um, meet each other. Tom's great. Bob, consistency guide. All right, let's go. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, we're done. Thank Welcome, you. guys. <laughs> and Bob also has something to do with our Midwest FF Expo that we're going to, correct? Oh, thank you. Yes. So 2019 Fantasy Football, Midwest Fantasy Football Expo coming to Canton, Ohio, Sunday, August 18th, noon to 6. Those boys will be here. I will be there. Tom, will you be there? I will not be there. Okay. <laughs> Awkward. 
<laughs> Awkward, yeah. People who live in uh, people who live on the left coast uh, up oh, there in uh, Oregon and Washington. Okay. All right, that's fine. Give them a yeah, pass. It's, it's funny. Um, a lot of people are going. Tim Torch was just tweeting uh, at us about. <laughs> <clears throat> touching us um <laughs> he was talking yeah. about giving us a group hug yeah he's uh, gonna yeah. be there we're gonna have I, I know dynasty outhouse is gonna come by i know the right. blast them girls are gonna be there uh, oh awesome yep, i was just i would just actually uh dm me with uh, kate yeah. uh because i just found out they live in pittsburgh was they gonna yep. they're gonna help me with my pittsburgh connections and spreading the word in pittsburgh because it's only two and a half hours from Canton, so it's yeah. a good good spot for them to come up so they're gonna make their media connections and help me spread the word in, in the Pittsburgh area. So that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. And then we're going to have a house party at a B and B. So you'll have to yes. come to that. <laughs> the right house, the right house. The, the, yeah, one, the one that I booked in my name. Thanks, yeah. The well, one that he doesn't listen to this. So. No, but it's oh, awesome God. that it's, oh, oh, <laughs> and it's oh, in Jeremy's name so we can all do whatever we want. Um, but Fantastic. so <laughs> we decided to have Bob and Tom on tonight um, to talk about startup draft strategies. Quick. Um, Let's plug Bob before um, he'll do it at the end of the show, enduring. Um, but Bob's <laughs> consistency guide oh. is out right now, if you're unaware. Um, Top-selling uh, fantasy football magazine. Um, Bob's team puts a ton of work on that. Bob, tell, just tell the people. Tell the people about the tell consistency the people. guide. All right. Yeah, you won an award, man. Tell everybody. Yeah, yeah. So the yeah. Uh, fantasy football consistency guide, it's uh, in its third year. Uh, was nominated two years ago, 2017, for his best publication, fantasy football publication by Fantasy Sports Writers of America, and then was nominated again in 2018 and won the award last year for best of the year. Uh, so that was pretty, a pretty an amazing honor to me to even get to that point because I, I mean, I put it out because I wanted to share this information and share the love with everybody out there. The fact that it won award is winning awards is just. Uh, it's it's just it really is amazing to me because I I never went into that doing that you know, uh, but you know it's uh, 2019 version is out uh, selling well as always uh, a lot of people sharing it uh, you know I try to give it away to folks who follow and you know just again trying to get it in people's hands um, I give away a lot of free copies because I want people to read it and you know and it's not like people are like oh you're giving away money and I'm like no I'm not I'm giving away this information so that people can see. Here's a cool new way of learning about fantasy football that you may have not have heard of before or may have not have understood it before. And, um, you know, and then hopefully next year, then they'll buy, buy it outright at Amazon themselves. So it's just really getting it out there and, getting, and sharing that information. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I've really enjoyed doing it. And like I said, I won, won an award and really happy about that. Congrats, man. That's Thanks. awesome. And Bob, I got to say, I've actually, um, I have taken uh, some things that I've learned from you, fantasy football-wise, but also marketing-wise. Um, I know when Tom and I finished this redraft guide with the other guys we're working on, um, we're going to end up giving a ton away under the same thinking, like, right. like it's good work, it's great work, and you, you know, you don't buy it this year, well, maybe you weren't going to anyway, but you'll get to see it now, and next year, hopefully, you'll become a customer. And yeah, Bob gives out a ton of those consistency guys. I was in his eliminator last year the mm -hmm. right fc eliminator he gave it to everyone in there yep. did it in that did it well again yeah. this year got all of 16 gave them all a copy and you know i give i give a ton of copies to scott fish to give away for the fishbowl um i gosh i just for following bob yeah, yeah just for following me um 
You go get Bob on a Bob podcast if you don't want to pay for it and you have a podcast, get Bob on there. Right. I give it I give it to you for free. Anybody named Jeremy, it just on and on. Anyone named Jeremy. That's awesome, dude. You, your your clutch factor is high because of you giving out all these good names. I, I was just gonna say it's a good thing he didn't say anybody named Michael because there's way too many more. <laughs> Not of us. everyone. Yeah, oh, there's too many Michaels. There's too honest. many Michaels, exactly. There's too many Michaels. I, yeah, stick with uncommon like Jeremy. You can just yeah. hand him out at the uh, door. Or the Midwest Expo. Uh, there you go. Yeah, well, that as well. <laughs> yeah, they'll definitely be there. Um, whether whether it's giveaways, selling a little bit of both, maybe uh, give. You know, we're definitely going to have raffles during the thing. I mean, what, now that I pretty much have it sold out, the goal is to start yeah. then reaching out to all of the vendors and saying, "Okay, guys, now what do you want? We're gonna we're gonna create we're gonna have a swag bag." which everybody's going to put in, whether it's a coupon or free guides or $10 That's off right. your guide. Um, Cause I want people that if they're going to pay, you know, 15, 20 bucks to walk in the door, I want them to walk out of there, not with fantasy knowledge again from the day, but hundreds of dollars worth of, of free coupons stuff that they can buy the people's stuff that they're selling there or have online or podcast or whatever the case may be. But um, you know, I want people to feel like, hey, it was well worth the money, not only to be there, but also from the value that they get in the swag bag. And, you know, the, the guides will be in it, you know, or, or coupons for the guys or whatever the case may be, whatever you guys want to do with your guides. So definitely is going to be a thing that uh, we'll, we'll be promoting. Bob, this this swag bag that you're handing out, that, that goes to anyone, correct, that buys tickets to this event, right? Right. Every person who walks in that door is getting a swag bag, you know, um, you know, we'll probably be giving away tickets to that as well. Just, you know, um, look, I'm already reaching out to local radio stations uh, to, you know, give, you know, give, you know, free tickets to that they can give away on their on the air and promote it. So, yeah, we're definitely going to, you know, we're going to get people in the door and we're going to give them a reason that this becomes an annual event. What's the website that people can visit to uh, get tickets and check it out? Midwest. FF fantasy football ffexpo.com and if you use the code big guy or you guys have a code as well i think it's dynasty hq trades uh, hq yeah oh trades, trades HQ. hq either one of those but use theirs because <laughs> then they get some value out of it um it saves you five dollars on your admission um like i said we're, we're i'm getting the t-shirts printed here or not printed but i'm going to get the design put on you know a pdf so that we can actually promote the t-shirts so that you can sell them. We'll get you guys some, uh, some, some t-shirts as well. So yeah, we're, this is going to be something that's going to be worthwhile to people, not only to, for exhibitors and uh, people like you and me to promote our knowledge and our, our value to people out there. Uh, but also to make this something that we can build on and, you know, make it bigger, better every year. So that in a couple of years, we'll move next door to the civic center where, you know, we can have 5,000 people in there. Awesome. Yeah, we're excited to go to this thing. And ha we have a booth, as you just said. And um, yeah, man, we're, we're all stoked. These guys are coming in from Miami, Florida, Philadelphia, PA, right, Shane? And uh, I'm driving up from Columbus. It's funny that you said that people are coming from Pittsburgh. It's only two and a half hours away. Hell, it's two <laughs> hours away from me in Columbus. <laughs> right. So, I mean, that's, right. that's an easy drive. Right, right, right. Well, I actually have a site um, called, I think it's uh, pickdraft.com. They're a new uh, daily game, that kind of stuff. They're flying in from San Jose to be at this. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so they're really excited about it. So I'm really excited that they're coming because <laughs> I didn't know they were flight. flying in. But yeah, so. 
All right, we you guys should talk to Tom. He looks very very. <laughs> yeah, let's let's. So Tom, um, <laughs> I'm just going to give Tom an introduction, and I've given Bob introductions before, and they've been glowing. Uh, <laughs> oh, big, yeah. No, I, I, you know, look, I, you know, I don't care. This, this will be in stark contrast, I'm yeah. sure. I don't, hey, I don't we had Tom last production. week. Tom was on if the show last week. We didn't give. We let any, Tom. We, we didn't give him any real. Uh, so Tom's a great writer. Tom's, um, I think, from the very first article he sent, I was like, oh, I love him. Um, and then you know we got the DM a lot, and then Tom's one of the sharpest people in the industry. I'll tell you that right now. Um, so if you're not following Tom, you need to go follow him. I don't know his handle because I already follow him, but he can tell you it. <laughs> um he's a writer for dff he's a writer for dlf he's a writer for fantasy evaluator um he's been my backbone on this redraft guide that we're working on and uh like i said one of the smartest dudes in the industry and definitely one of the best writers um so tom tell the people your handle yeah thank you for that uh it's ff underscore tom b that's very hard see i that's why i cut <laughs> tough it. to remember yeah <laughs> <laughs> or FF underscore tomb, as I learned once people started not capitalizing the B. Oh, oh. that's morbid. <laughs> and Tom tweeted out last week that he got to make his very first podcast appearance on our show last week for the the mock we did. That's right. He's a natural. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, so we were going to have uh, them on. Everyone. <laughs> it's a good thing I stepped over whatever it is you just said. Glaciating. Glaciating. <laughs> What? Even though you just said it, I'm still going to have to bleep it out. So, yeah. Remember those old commercials? Crack kills. Shane should have listened, man. <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to talk about Is that like the Kmart commercials where like, I just shipped my drawers? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Something happened here. I'm not sure what's going on. But, yeah, we were going to talk about startup draft strategies. Correct, Jeremy? Oh, right. draft strategy. Yeah, Jeremy had this all planned out. So. Go ahead. Know, Whatever you guys want to talk um, about, let's go. Uh, you know what, though? Actually, I did have, and I don't care. This can stay on, on it or not. Bob, so I saw an interesting tweet today, um, <laughs> literally like five minutes before we went on with a friend of the show. Oh, God, that sounds stupid. Um, <laughs> buddy of ours, when Jordan you, McNamara. When you texted, it doesn't yep, sound so I just bad. Answered him. I just answered him. Oh, well, then shit. Oh, you did. Now you don't need to ask the question. Just quote this. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so basically the guy asked the question was, is there anything that shows how consistency can help improve your record in fantasy football? And I actually have an article on the website and it's literally called improving your record with consistency. <laughs> and um, so it's, it's a, an exercise that I, I tell people that they can do anytime, any year in their league. And you basically just take the lead you're playing in, do the following list, each team's actual record and their team's average points per game. Now take your team first and use the average weekly score and replace it in each week of your games. So if you average 120 points a week, mm -hmm. okay, put 120 in every week again in your in your games because that will tell you if you were now granted if you're below the league average, this this is not going to work because you're consistently bad. And that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, no. But if your if your team is above the league average weekly score, mm -hmm. then what you'll see is is that you'll see an increase of one, two, maybe even three games, depending on how high it was and how inconsistent you were. So if you put in 120 every week, your record will either remain the same or it should go up. It probably it shouldn't go down. 
And what that'll show is if you were consistent and you scored that 120 points every week, how many more games would you would have won? How would it have improved your record? And would it have made the difference of you making the playoffs or not? Um, the higher you're above the average, the better chance you have of probably adding more wins to your total. Because if you're really inconsistent and your average is say 130 points a week and the league average was 115, but you were seven and seven, you probably, if you would have scored 130 every week, you probably would add two or three more wins. And that's what that article shows you and how you can put that in play. But again, you have to be, your, your, your team average still has to be over the league average. Because if you're not, then you, right. you, if you're not above the league average in the top, you know, if you're not in the top six, you're probably not going to help. You're, you're not helping. You're not going to help yourself to consistency because you're, you were bad. Hmm. Yeah, you still have a losing <laughs> yeah. team. Yeah, if you're yeah. So, Bob, how would you translate that data and that information to recommendations for roster construction? Well, so what I, what I recommend when I do roster construction is to look at the guide and then try to build your core starters, your two running backs, three receivers, tight end quarterback, and get those guys in the first seven rounds and make sure that all of them have shown some consistency of at least 60, 65% or higher. Obviously, first round guys are going to be 80, 90, you know, and then by each round, you're going to get less and less more, less and less consistent guys. But if you can build a core of consistency and then you don't have to, then you can take chances outside of that core. You can go after some rookies. You can go after a guy, maybe like a Deshaun Jackson, who has some highs and lows and, and stuff like that. So that's what I always kind of, that's my draft strategy is, is building that consistent core. Um, and when you look at the tier draft list, which is at the back of the magazine, um, and I update throughout the season, that's kind of my ranking sheets, but there's also a little draft advisor in the corner that tells people, you know, draft a wide receiver or running back 1A here, draft a, you know, and then by building that core, I, I, I say, um, you know, get those seven core starters by the end of the seventh round. Which, which also means that I'm telling people, don't do the, I'm going to grab four running backs in the first five rounds because then you lose that core. Now you've got to get somebody in the ninth round as your starting quarterback that may or may not be consistent because you, you waited too long. So um, it's, you know, it's a boring way of doing it. A lot of people like to take chances and do this, and do that. But more often than not, that's usually what burns you too. And that's where the inconsistency comes in. Bob, one of the things yeah. one of the things we talked about it like last month and the month before with some of these startups, even in the one that Jeremy and I were doing, we did a lot of trades to trade up and we got a lot of the higher players because we traded away picks. So by like the fifth round, we already had like six players or seven oh, players. Cool. Yeah, that's so super. so I was gonna say, would that fit into you with your consistency, like getting those core players and trading away? So then you have that gap in the middle before you get some other players though. Right. I mean, it still comes down to drafting consistent players. I mean, you can have six picks and, you know, or, yeah, six, seven picks in the first five rounds. But if you're still drafting Drew Brees, who is 47 percent right. consistent last year, you're still not helping yourself. The, the key is by using the guide, you can identify some mid those those seventh through 10th round guys that you can get 65, 70 percent consistency out of that people aren't aware of because maybe they didn't play all 16 games. Um, you know, I think of guys like uh, O.J. Howard. Well, he's not going that late. Um, you know, a Delaney Walker. 
who is going in the seventh through 10th round because, you know, he's hurt last year. Well, you know, just two years ago, he was in that 65 to 75% consistency range as tight end and, and should return to that if he's healthy. That's a value that you can add that core consistency in round in those mid rounds without having to take maybe Evan Ingram in round four or five to get that same consistency rating. So that's that's kind of what I, I look at. And I think that I mean there's a real balance because I'm starting to think of trying to apply this to dynasty startups. And I mean, especially if you're doing dynasty startups with people who are really into it or in the industry, I mean, rookies go much earlier than <laughs> I ever expect. <laughs> yeah. Young up and coming <laughs> players are always off the board. I mean, I was just in one and essentially by the hundredth pick, there were all of the fourth round rookies were going off wow. the board. Yeah, right. Um, and I mean, it really is that push and pull between am I creating a team that's going to be winning now, in which case you want to go towards those more consistent options, which we'd say usually are probably a little bit older, or a little bit more established within the within the league. Or are you going to take those risks in order to keep your team younger? And, and I find myself, I tend to go with the more consistent veterans just because I'm not willing to take those young players at the point in which other people in the draft seem to be willing to take them. Well, like that's how I look at it too. Right. What you what you just said, Tom, that's what I've been doing since last year when we talked to Bob and we got this guide is looking at the players that are most consistent. Some um you know, real trends that you can use in your startup drafts for dynasty leagues. I just applied this to those because I go with player I don't tend to go with like the younger players in startups. Um definitely draft rookies of course and and not always trade those picks away but looking at and i know mike does the same thing too (laughs) going with core players like bob was just talking about to build your startup so that you have a stronger base because most of these guys in two years we could just we'll recoup our rookie picks that we may have traded away this year anyways in 2020 2021 there's always rookie picks so you kind of punt that away and go for the consistent players now and have a good base to build your dynasty from. And I think there's a lot of translation with this. And I want to know, what, like you just asked Bob, I want to know what he thinks too. But I just, I had to jump in and say that because last year, Bob, remember, Shane and I were all over this. Right. Um, with how right. We you could, guys were going to, you, you're going to add something to my guide this year of dynasty consistency. <laughs> I'm just saying it was a rumor. It was it was floating around the internet. Shane doesn't give us any well, time it, to do anything. <laughs> I just do as I'm told. Like yeah, honestly, people DM me and they're like, "Hey, can you do this?" And I'm like, "All right." So, yeah, but, <laughs> that is. Uh, but I, you know, I, I I'm in total support of everything you guys have just said. <clears throat> I don't play hardly in any dynasty league, so I'm not as familiar with how the draft flow goes. But I could see how the value of using consistency and going after those second, third, and fourth year players that are starting to build on their consistency, you know, like, a, like I, I, you know, I'm just looking at the wide receivers. Like I'm looking at guys like Tyler Boyd, Curtis Samuel, um, you know, Cortland Sutton, D.D. Westbrook, Kiki QT, um, you know, those kind of guys that are, you know, young enough that can be helpful in a long term, but they haven't gotten they haven't made that push but they've showed some consistency at times it's just a question of when and where and and can they take that next step you know i look at them in redrafts because i can get them late because they don't go as high in a, in a regular redraft versus a dynasty draft uh, but you know those are the kind of guys i love to grab because they've shown something or i also look in the consistency guide over each profile 
you know, there's the clutch games per week. So if you catch a, a young youngster who maybe went four for five of the last five games of the year, that's always a nice way of kind of showing that they're ready to take that next step. I mean, that's how I identified George Kittle last year was the, the year before that he was three for four, his last four games. And it looked like he was becoming kind of a breakout guy for San Francisco. So, you know, that's the kind of stuff I look for. And I think that's a, a great way of looking at a dynasty scenario, but implementing the consistency scenario in place. Well, it's funny what Tom was saying about the rookies. You know, we spent a lot of months saying how this is a lesser rookie class than we've had in a while. But it is true, Tom, what you're saying. In all these startups, I don't know if people forgot or people just don't want to think about it that way. But you're right. All these rookies that we didn't really care too much about a couple months ago go so high in these startup drafts or dynasty where what Bob said, I would much rather get some of the guys now and then next year try to trade or do something for the second year, third year guys that haven't produced yet that may start to produce. But but right now, even Shane, when we were doing that other draft, it's like every time, even in the first couple of rounds, every time people are like grabbing rookies already and it's kind of ridiculous. Yes, yes, that is ridiculous. Um, look, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bag on anybody for grabbing rookies because I've had startup drafts where it's just kind of swung that way where I'm like, all right, well, I keep missing out on, you know, the, the, the player that I want because I can't get up there, so. You know, I can take this rookie here. He's going to hold value at least for a season, at least a season, because even after a bad season, most people are ready to forgive that rookie and find out, well, this is why he didn't play well. And if it's a rookie wide receiver, they're going to hold their value because you don't expect them to play well. Um, I think outside of outliers. Yeah. And I think more, I was talking about more this year specific, you know, like we talked about, yeah, Jeremy just said, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've talked about it before. Some of these rookies and the other years. Yeah, I guess. But this year people kind of forgot everything that we've been talking about and they're going so high. Um, There's been much worse classes than this year though. Do you think so? Yeah. You look at the Zeke year, the Zeke and Traquan or Traquan, Jesus Christ. I can't even get his name right anymore. Laquan Laquan Treadwell. Treadwell. And that was a terrible. He was was the 102. But like Will Fuller came out of that draft and Michael Thomas did, but nobody was, nobody that I know of had either of those players ranked that highly. It was like, well, it was uh, Zeke Treadwell, Tyler Boyd, who took three years to, to break out. Yeah, and and like three months ago, back in February, March, we were saying that this is the same kind of class as that class was. You know, that's what people were saying back then. I mean, we don't know. We won't know till next year whether any of these guys were any good. But now, um, how, so you don't like rookies in startup drafts Bob this Boyd, year because <laughs> there's not a lot of consistency there. But he did mention right. a player that I'm really I, I do like. Yeah, which one? <laughs> Um, Kiki Gute, Curtis Samuel. Another guy I like is um, Albert Wilson. Yes. Um, <laughs> if he could just stay on the field. I didn't get a chance to look Bob Woods. He's still in Miami? Yes, he is. He's still in Miami. Some reports came out that he may not be ready for training camp, although they thought they were before. Yeah, yeah, I saw, I saw that. But uh, I also saw a report today that Emmanuel Sanders is going to be ready for week one. So I don't – it's all smoke and mirrors until yeah. at least. Well, they've seen, there's been videos, Samuel's running and he looks, you know, running and cutting. So he looks at this point pretty strong, which is amazing because most people don't come back that fast from Achilles. Achilles is a tough one. But yeah, yeah. I feel like everybody's forgetting about Kenny Stills down there. Yeah. <laughs> With that quarterback <laughs> throwing to Kenny Stills. Oh my God. Well, just to what Bob was talking about that, to his, his point or, you know, his general overall thesis 
Kenny Stills isn't <laughs> consistent, though. No, no he's it's, not, but it's the it's, role that he I, plays, too. I get, like, yeah, I get that. He's I a best ball guy. Yeah, he won yeah, that best ball in those big games. Deshaun Jackson, yeah. Is there anybody yeah, down here in Miami that are consistent? Deshaun Jackson stratosphere. No. Deshaun Jackson. Well, with Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'm saying he could be. I mean, there's not really an yeah, argument yeah. here. I'm saying people are overlooking <laughs> his possibilities as a big play wide receiver there. I mean, it's it, it, where he's drafted, it's really low. It's crazy. How oh, confident yeah. are we going to be at Fitzpatrick over Rosen? Exactly. Well, I, I mean, how confident are you in Rosen? That's your answer. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be Fitzpatrick. For how long? We've seen well, Fitzpatrick they... as a starter. He'll throw. Yeah. I mean, for fantasy football, though. Well, but I'm saying he's going to lose that job. It's what he does. Eventually, yeah. But to right. Rosen yeah. is the question. I don't know. Yes. Yes. Because well, they brought Fitzpatrick in. <laughs> They brought Fitzpatrick in to w- lose as many games as possible this year <laughs> so that they can right. have the number oh, yeah. one overall so, pick. Yeah, and I then think they traded for somebody Tua? who may be better at that than he is. Yeah, we're Man, tanking for Tua down here in Miami. But the fantasy points are going to be there because Fitzpatrick throws that football, baby. Well, I, I, I agree with Shane, though. I hope it is Albert Wilson because I have him in like 80% of my teams. Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of people are counting on him. I hope not. Oh. You don't like him? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Well, again, I I don't play in Dynasty. I, it's a whole different world. I get it. I, I'm like, I haven't seen Kenny Stills or Albert Wilson drafted any draft I've done so far. So, oh yeah. yeah. I do all so then that's right. Yeah, he definitely is redraft then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you need to get in some redraft mocks with me, man. I'm taking Albert Wilson and then draft. Yeah. Well, I know Albert Wilson go, and I go. Oh, that must be Shane. Shane. <laughs> And it's funny, I know, Shane, you did a trade this week to get Albert Wilson. So we did have a couple of trades that we were going to talk about with with the guys tonight, didn't we? We did? Yeah, I don't know. I just accidentally closed the show sheet. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to take your word on that. There's definitely a couple of trades. Yeah, we had a couple of trade alerts on here that, you know, actually it would be interesting to hear what Tom has to say. Not that it wouldn't be for Bob, but Bob would be more on a redraft. But I know you had a couple of trades on here right, that you right, want to go me- over. Let me bring it up. Um, this is not a smooth. Oh, here's a guy. And what the hell are you shut, shutting the show sheet for in the first place? I'm doing stuff. I'm editing. I'm ranking. <laughs> now you're kissing your kid. Hey, look. All right. So um, you're reviewing my projections. Yeah. There you yeah. Go. Look, I had to look at projections today. Look, I'm not gonna lie to you. My <laughs> eyes are burning. Like all I've been doing for it feels like last month is either editing, writing, or working on a draft guide looking up stats oh my i'm gosh. not smart enough to, to know how to use excel correctly so i have to like manually do stuff like i got my abacus out i'm like uh, well you, you know what would be good why don't we do these trade alerts and actually we'll get tom's opinion in a dynasty point of view and we'll get bob's opinion in a redraft point of view because there are people okay. that listen to the show that are redraft uh you know more than dynasties. So. Yeah. be a redraft. A lot trade. of fantasy guys go both ways. It's not a big deal. Yeah, there you go. Hey, yeah. I go both ways. <laughs> All right, trade alert. <laughs> okay, which one are you going to start with? Um, well, I, I like this one because it's got a bunch of old guys on one side and younger folk on the other, and I feel like there's some consistency uh, stuff that can be. Uh, um, I, I can't think of a word. So whatever. Address sounds yeah, like address. a show every week. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I don't think English good. Um, so on one side, we got Jarvis Landry and Delaney Walker. Um, on the other side, we've got ourselves Andy Isabella, Chase Edmonds, 2023rd, and a 2024th. Dynasty what's, the, guy. what's the format? Uh, Superflex, of course. Um, tight end premium. I 
think it's one and a half points. It's either one and a half or 1.75. I forget. We'll assume one and a half. I could look up the league. I mean, you I could just say anything. Really yeah. do that. It, it works. It's, a, it's amazing how down people are on Landry. Um, I think I'd probably take the Landry side. Um, I mean, he's not that old, uh, and his game is probably going to translate fairly well as he continues to age. So I don't think, you know, I think that he can continue to be a contributor there. Um, and so I think with the contract, correct me if I'm wrong, that his contract after this year pretty much has no money owed to the team. So it's possible that he gets cut, which normally isn't great to have that happen, but he's still going to command a high contract somewhere and can step into potentially a better role or a high, higher target share. Um, and so I don't know. I mean, Chase Edmonds hoping on an injury, right? Um, I mean, he's not going to carve out a role there and you're waiting for his rookie contract to be up and go somewhere, which is, I don't know, not a great strategy in my opinion. And then Andy Isabella, I mean, this kind of goes back to what you're talking about with rookies. Do you want to take on the risk of somebody coming in and have a situation that's completely unknown there in Arizona with a player that we don't know whether or not he's going to be established? Uh, and so, and then the picks, third and fourth round. I don't know. I'm taking the established player. I'm taking Landry. And Walker is a nice, nice bonus. Yeah, it, premium. it is one, uh, 1.75 uh, PPR for tight ends that wouldn't be a big part yeah that would be i gotta be honest this is the second startup i've done this year that's a 1.75 per tight end reception really Um, that is statistically almost mattering yeah yeah wait am i in one that's a 2.1 yeah i'm in another one that's a 2 point pr for well that's not point p it's a two two it's a tpr (laughs) for tight ends in another one. So apparently, uh, I'm in the leads with just tight end uh, uh, officiata, officiatos. What's the word I'm looking for? They must have read my article. Yeah. yeah. Somebody last week that. during the somebody last week during our mock mentioned that all that really does is make the top tier tight ends worth more, and then the rest of the guys are still yeah, kind yeah. of there. Not, not when it's two. No, not when it's one point seven five or two points. I mean, you're in a whole other stratosphere at that point. Well, yeah, I mean, just think about it. Like, okay, OJ Howard doesn't get a lot of receptions. He, he he's building his shit off of um, you know yards per reception, sixteen yards a, a catch or whatever. So maybe he gets fifty receptions. Well, basically, he has a hundred receptions. Oh, that's um, crazy. Compared yeah. to a wide receiver, that even the wide receivers getting one or one point two five or whatever. But anyway, well, I would definitely uh, go with the Jarvis Landry, Delaney Walker side uh, too. Yeah, we don't care about the matters. Kind of like no. You just said it, yeah, it doesn't the, matter what I think. <laughs> no. The only side that matters, though. But what's the other trade chain? Oh, Bob. Well, I guess that. Well, oh yeah. Wait, that, no, that we didn't easy. hear Bob. Yeah. Oh, Bob. <laughs> Jeez, no, I, Jeremy. Jesus. Shane just kept talking. I thought we were done. That's because you were like. Redraft is not going to happen because you don't usually draft trade draft picks. I guess you could, but it's usually not a, a redraft. But um, and you're probably I, I not def- looking at Andy or Chase and redraft. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely I'm a big Landry fan. I always have been. He's always been one of the most consistent wide receivers exactly. in the league. Um, my thought is, while his contract will be up at the end of 19, um, I think if the Browns go far but don't win the Super Bowl, let's say they get to the playoffs, lose the championship game. I see Landry re-signing to stay with OBJ so that they can win a title. Um, he uh-huh. might take, he might even take a pay cut. Maybe they both will just just to make him get under the cap and and 
because they're best friends. I mean, this is the whole reason he came there. I can't imagine he'll come there and one year later Landry jumps ship. Uh, Plus, that, you have a healthy competition between the two as well. Like, you know, right, I mean, obviously right. not competing because they're Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster and Antonio Brown can't handle it. They right. like each other, want to play together. And I thought of right. this as soon as that happened. I'm like, this is going to be one of the best healthy competitions at wide oh, receiver yeah. and a good thing for the Browns. Which side was yours, Shane, of that trade? Uh, the Landry side. Hey! You got Landry? Yeah, yeah I'm like Tom. Um, <laughs> thing, yeah, I've, been, I've been digging in, you know, digging in with a lot of research. This summer and i mean yeah that's a I, yes odell is going to get his 190 targets or whatever um when he actually plays if he plays all 16 games but that's still going to leave plenty of targets for landry and Lan i mean odell is going to help landry yeah. be what he is which is right. an extension of the run game and they're going to use him properly this year they, they tried using him he should do better yeah. yeah they tried to use him as you know more of a deeper threat last year as opposed to the rest of his career not just an outright one right. and that's just not his role that's not what he's good at um so they're gonna do what they do get him a three-yard reception and let him you know pick up some yak but i can also see a lot of trick plays you know landry can throw the ball deep obell can throw the ball deep i can see i bet you there'll be at least five or six touchdowns between the two of them that they're passing to each other during the year just because yeah. they, they love doing it they're both known for doing it and them throwing to each other, I think, will be. I don't mean be surprised if they do it in the first game. Hmm. So Shane, you had another trade here that had Dalvin Cook. Yeah. So uh, this was a trade that was. Uh, it took weeks to consummate. It was. <laughs> it took longer than some of my relationships. Oh um, God. <laughs> going back and forth, back and forth. We thought it was over. Then he came back to me, and then I went back to him, and finally we pulled it off last week during the show. Um. So then I went outside and smoked a cigarette afterwards because, you know, <laughs> it was satisfying. That's what you do. Yeah. So on the one side, and Bob, this is very dynasty. Okay. Yeah, um, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, this is like beyond dynasty. Uh, so on the one side, we have Kiki Kuti, 221. No, excuse me. Kiki Kuti to 2021 firsts. Wow. And a 2021 second. And I did have to enunciate like that because otherwise it all went together for Dalvin Cook. So you gave Dalvin Cook for those those pieces. <laughs> uh, I mean, what's the format again? Is it just super flex? It, uh, every every league I'm in, just about a super flex. Team, super flex. Yeah. Yeah, this is super flex, and it's a PPC league. Uh, do, 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 do. Let me look. Full point per carry or for percentage? Like no, nah, it's like one point two five. I think I'm going to look that up right really? now. Really, the team that. Is the team that sold Cook rebuilding? Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he's completely rebuilding. Well, I know my answer easily. They are. They, the person that sold them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Wait, the person. Wait, the person that person sold that them? Cook. They got the. Oh, sold Cook. Well, when you said sold them, it sounds like it's a it's a bundle of stuff. Scoring. Oh, not in settings. It would be. I just realized why I like this podcast so much. It reminds me of Christmas when all my relatives get together and you're just like so annoyed by like all the things that go on, but you love everyone. So you just put up with it. Uh, or you, you pretend to love, you, pret you pretend to love everyone. Yeah. Or, you, or you just drink more like I usually do. Yeah. And that's what I've been doing too. The last yeah, that's hour. What I'm about to do. Yeah, I've been doing that for the last hour. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's pretty easy for me, but what, what do you think, Tom? Tom, it's a quarter point per carry. Yeah, um, yeah that's I, I think if I'm, 
I'm con contending, then I probably go with Cook. You know, I I, I probably don't like um, Kiki Kuti quite as much as everybody else. I mean, he did have some good games last year, but um, kind of one thing that going back to that first article that I wrote for for you, Shane. Um, looking at the structure of the team in Houston and what they like to run, they do three wide receiver sets, the lowest, some of the lowest in the league. Uh, at, and they've been remarkably consistent. It's been like 56%, 56%, and then 55% the past three years. So O'Brien, for whatever reason, likes to have multiple tight ends on the field, which is going to limit the snaps and the potential targets available for multiple receivers. So we're not looking at a Rams situation where we're going to have three receivers on the field and they're all commanding high target share. So then you take 170 targets to Hopkins. Fuller is going to be probably the one opposite Hopkins on the majority Definitely. of snaps where they're doing two wide receiver sets. And then you bring in Kuti into the slot. Uh, how many snaps is he really realistically getting? What yeah, is his average depth of tar target? What, how many touchdowns is he going to get? So that, that's in the side on Kuti, at least in the near term. Um, and... So from that trade, I think if I'm competing, I'm fine selling 2021sts. You know, I think if I can get a player who's going to be contributing over the next couple of years and sell a future, I can get other 2021sts somehow over the next two years. And I'm okay. And uh, I've had some conversations on Twitter and seen some about selling those future assets of people who disagree with me. But I'm okay taking Cook here. Yeah, Jeremy and I both have talked about that a ton of times easily trade away 2021 first i mean we could get those back that's two years from now yeah and yeah. yeah you you don't even know if you'll be alive next year in <laughs> 2021 I, uh, i'm hoping i'm alive by the time we go to the midwest expo you know <laughs> and that's not even selling cheap on them i mean you could argue that cook's value is two first plus yeah. a piece or two sure and so you're selling current day value of those picks but you get two years of a player before those picks are even right. available. They're not considering them. net present value at all. I mean, the the what's the value of a player for the next two years that's doing well uh, over those rookie picks? You could still trade the players we're talking about for those picks later after you use them all season, for instance. But the slot receiver position in Houston is almost, I mean, like if, if they use two tight end sets, just your example of QT and how people overvalue players. Uh, if If Fuller is on the field, and Shane talked about the splits before too, how well Kuti did even with, um, with with Fuller and Fuller's snap, you know, count going down. I think he was injured, but the point is, there's too many mouths to feed on that team. That's just a common sense thing that somebody's going to take a hit, and I don't think you should value that player that highly. Is this another trade then that Shane did that we all, yeah. every single person, well, agree? Bob, what do you, Bob, what do you think about those picks during the next decade? <laughs> Bob. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I get the logic. Like I said, I, I don't play it, but I get the logic. And, you know, being a finance guy, the uh, net present value thing speaks uh, greatly to me. So, yeah, I mean, trading a stud running back for the next and having him for a couple of years before the tr picks you traded even kick in. Yep. Yeah, that's a no-brainer to me. I, I would love to know Bob's opinion on Debbie Leagues then. <laughs> Uh, Bob would hate them. Yes. Hate them. Is this where we're drafting high school kids? Oh, my God. I hate it so much. I hate <laughs> well, it. Not, not exactly. Some cases if they haven't actually. Um, like, we, can we start scouting them. kids in eighth grade? And, uh, you know. Like, they do. Like, like yeah. everybody that the Alabama signs eighth graders, we just automatically jump on them. Yeah, they made me do we a Debbie League, based too. On, 
genetic profiles of parents. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. 22 years out. You know, it was funny. Right. It was funny. Um, what's his name? Ben Roethlisberger posted a picture of his little kid and his wife. And a friend of mine tweeted, I'm going to draft him in my Debbie League. And Ben Roethlisberger liked his tweet. It was pretty funny. But nice. <laughs> <laughs> gonna go to jail just oh, like shut should. up so so when the hall of famers all come in for my hall of fame weekend i'll start looking around at the kids and i'll go ah hey anthony munoz's grandson now there's a kid i want to get he's yeah. an offensive lineman for sure i want to grab yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right so hey listen that was awesome thanks for coming on and talking about this draft strategy and these uh these trades and uh, uh shane jeremy did you have anything else you guys wanted to ask before we wrap everything up and go on to our patreon show um uh i don't know <laughs> I got what kind of cigars are you bringing to the expo bob what's that what kind of cigars what brand of cigars uh, so what my two favorite are alec bradley's and diesel's i, I, I like alec bradley's I actually did have a real question for you, Bob, about the show. Okay. Well, for people, right. for people, <laughs> for people that are coming to the show, what can they expect coming to the show? What are they going to see? Who are they going to see? What's going to happen at the show? Uh, wow, that's a lot. All right, so basically, picture this: you're going to walk into a typical convention center, small convention center, uh-huh. uh, very nice, got a water fountain in the middle. It's very, very <laughs> professional, very. It's called the Cultural Center for a reason. Oh, love it. Okay. Um, so you walk in, there's going to be 30 booths set up. Uh-huh. Um, and off to the right side, there's going to be a stage. Uh, that'll be the podcast stage. And so there'll be a podcast stage with the guys, you know, everybody who's going to do their podcast are going to be up there doing their podcast every hour of on the hour. And so those will be going live. There'll be speakers there so you can hear it kind of broadcasted out over the booths. Uh, so if you're walking around, you're talking, you'll still kind of hear those guys talking. We're trying to not make it too loud, but but uh, so live broadcast podcasts all the time. Then uh, down the hall and back on the other side of that wall is where the main event stage is. That seats 200 people. It's a big uh, stage, and that's what we're going to do. There are some people that have uh, uh, are going to do some presentations oh. uh, about their uh, products. So, like one of them is a, a company called Statement Games that I just got into a uh, partnership with, and they kind of do prop betting without money. So you you don't have to pay anything. You sign up, you get coins, and then you win coins spend coins and then when you get enough coins you turn them in for $25 gift cards hmm. so Are these you don't have bitcoins to... i'm just kidding no they're not bitcoins they're just like <laughs> fake coins think candy crush for fantasy football uh-huh that's cool um but yeah so statementgames.com cool. uh so that they're going to do a presentation about their game like i said pick draft's going to come as well I assume they'll do one on theirs um and then my goal is and this is what i haven't figured out but this is what my goal is is that all the other slots are going to be filled with a combination of either panel discussions, Q&As, or mock drafts. Hmm. So my thought is, is that you know we're going to get you guys and all, all the guys are going to try to get everybody to have at least some time on stage with something. Awesome. Whether it's, oh, a, podcast, whether it's awesome. a mock draft <laughs> and you're going to draft in the mock draft or you're going to be in a panel discussion or a Q&A session. My thought is I think I got enough guys to do a dynasty one. Hmm. So get you guys and get, I think there's a couple other dynasty yeah. ones that are mm-hmm. going to be there and we'll have, uh, you know, a whole half hour or 45 minutes or whatever, that'll just be dynasty. And, and, you know, that'll be in the program. It'll be on the website. So if there's dynasty fans, you guys as listeners, I assume when you're promoting the show, say, Hey guys, don't forget 
be there at the two to two thirty range because we're all going to be on stage. We're going to be talking dynasty. Awesome. So that's what I want to do with on the main stage. Um, so that it'll break things up and have different, you know, things. Obviously I would probably do one on consistency for a half hour. Um, and so that's, that's kind of the goal. So it's six hours jam packed of just fantasy goodness. And w- regardless of what your favorite is, whether it's dynasty redrafts, best balls, um, whatever the case may be, we're going to be there talking about it. So it's, I think it's going to be a great, uh, it's just getting the knee, the, the information out to the public and, and getting them to be there. So that's awesome. Like <laughs> now it. I'm, I'm a, I'm a lot more excited about it too. I didn't know about the stage stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Like, we we yeah. thought we were just going to kind of be like sitting in a corner and just kind oh, of looking no. at each other. No, we that's have somebody not... at the booth, obviously to pass out whatever you want to pass out. But you know, but since you guys have multiple people coming, somebody can be here. Someone can be there. Someone can be walking around, whatever the case may be. So. Yeah. Jeremy and I have gone over a lot of ideas and Shane will just show up and we'll tell him what we're doing. So exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> pretty. He's the talent. He's the, I mean, you have talent like He's that. The, everybody everybody yeah, everybody knows David yeah. doesn't score points or whatever it is <laughs> well thank you again guys for coming on and you guys want to tell everybody where they can find you before we wrap up go ahead Tom yeah you can find me on Twitter at FF underscore Tom B um, I write for a few different sites as Shane mentioned uh, my dynasty content is on dynastyleaguefootball.com and I also do redraft content for Dynasty Football Factory, uh, or Redraft Factory, that is. And then the um, just encourage people to check out the fantasyevaluator.com. It's a new site that launched today and got some really great guys contributing some content on there. And uh, it's, it's a pretty it's an incredibly user-friendly, great site that uh, I encourage people to take a look at. Awesome. Thank you. I'm writing this down. <laughs> Sounds cool. I want to check that out. Um, so, of course, you can find me at Bob underscore Lung on Twitter, uh, the site, uh, BigGuyFantasySports.com, and the 2019 Fantasy Football Consistency Guide is at Amazon, and uh, that's to get your hard copy, but if you want, then get the hard copy, go to the bottom of the page, come to the website, do the VIP upgrade for only 10 bucks. you get all access to the site all season long, and uh, there's a code there on that. And, of course, Midwest Fantasy Football Expo, Sunday, August 18th, Canton, Ohio, uh, go to midwestffexpo.com and you can get tickets and use Trades HQ. Yes, Trades, Trades HQ. HQ. Trades HQ <laughs> for your $5 off and these guys get some some credit as well. So make sure you go and check us out uh, and we're just excited to, you know, we'll finally get to get together and I'll see, let's see, Jeremy, July 27th in Columbus. Yeah, or the 26th maybe even. But yeah, the 27th yeah, of for the home league yeah. draft, buddy. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Well, thank you guys very much, and we really appreciate you guys coming on. Thanks. Thanks again, guys. Yep, thanks a lot, Bob. Take care, buddy. See you soon. See you guys. Bye. Bye. All right, so that was awesome. Um, You know, we're getting ready to do a Patreon show, but we didn't tell everybody about our Patreon. Oh, we have a Patreon account. Um, It's awesome. Uh, You get an extra (laughs) podcast a week access to our community group me chat which is always ongoing um you get the uncensored version of this uh, i'm definitely going to start writing some more um but once i'm finished with this uh fantasy guide that has sucked the life and soul out of me um it also turns yeah, so- out it also turned out that some of those guys got like first choice i guess when we did a new listener league and that might happen with the next listener league we've had yeah, a lot of requests for another listener league our patrons, whenever we have a giveaway, 
um, in any listener leagues, they're first on the list because they support us more than everyone else. And that's nothing against the people that aren't patrons. Um, you still support us, but you know, they, they support us a little more. So every time we have a giveaway, every time we have a listener league, uh, you best believe they're going to be first on the ballot. That's not the right terminology. They'll be first under the gun. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not that. it either. Wrong terminology, but they'll be the first to get stuff. Um, like, you know, the, the fantasy guide that I've talked about 16 times tonight. I'm going to give a bunch of those out to our patrons too, but not to many other people. Oh my God. Well, uh, yes. Go sign, up. go sign up. So thank you guys. And, uh, and check out our Twitter account at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check out our website, DynastyFootballFactory.com. Check out our iTunes account. Give us a rate and review because we will all be very happy with that. At Dynasty Trades HQ, all one word on iTunes. And uh, we really appreciate you guys listening. Oh, yeah. Real but, quick, seriously. I'm but, tired of listening to other goddamn podcasts where they're getting all these fucking iTunes ratings. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, this week we got 87 new iTunes rating and reviews. Like, seriously, if you like the show, please go give us a rate and review or no one else will find us. And like I've said before, it's like Tinkerbell without claps. We die. <laughs> without rating and reviews on iTunes. (laughs) 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 We don't die, but yes, please. We We would really appreciate it. Thank you very much. And we will talk to you guys next week. Word. Have an awesome lockdown crash. Say goodbye, Shane. Goodbye, Shane. Bye.